Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canaan, and we are broadcasting live on August 8th from the studios of WMNF in Tampa. A plan to build a gas station on top of an underground river that feeds Wakulla Springs is on hold for now. After a packed meeting last night, well, that was the first surprise of the evening. Many people thought that despite hundreds of residents who opposed the gas station, that land use changes would be approved. And in a second surprise in last night's meeting of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, they approved sending a letter to the state asking that the land be purchased and protected via Florida Forever. So today on Tuesday Cafe, we're going to hear some of that meeting, including those dramatic moments. And I'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts about a gas station being built on top of a cave that feeds water to Wakulla Springs? Have you ever been to the springs? I'd really like you to participate in today's show by phone, email, or text. You can email dj at wmnf.org. You can text 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. Or you can give us a call and our phone screener, John Dunn, will take your call. 813-239-9663. So before we get to last night's meeting, let's all get on the same page. We can hear this WMNF story that we aired last Thursday. It was a preview of last night's meeting. And after this, we'll hear those surprise moments from last night. So environmental advocates and Wakulla County residents are protesting proposed changes that may threaten a state attraction. Last Thursday, WMNF's Talia Van Sistine filed this report that locals were rallying support to try to protect Wakulla Springs ahead of last night's meeting that could have jeopardized its future. Wakulla Springs is one of the largest and deepest freshwater springs in the world. Novelist Jeff Vandermeer has been going there ever since he moved to Tallahassee in 1992. He says it's strange the springs aren't more widely known on a national and even international scale. It's definitely um, comparable uh, in its way, you know, in the context of the U.S. to like the Amazon in South America. It is that important. That's why Vandermeer and others at meetings or on social media have vocally opposed plans to build a gas station on land right above an underground cavern that feeds into Wakulla Springs. On Monday, the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners will vote on agenda items that, if supported, will allow Southwest Georgia Oil Company to move forward with their gas station. The company is requesting to change the property's comprehensive plan designation from agriculture to rural. That way, non-farming development can occur on the land. Environmentalists and locals are concerned that petroleum may leak into the cavern below. A leak would not only pollute the springs, but also contaminate Wakulla County's drinking water. Anthony Gaudio is chair of the Wakulla Springs Alliance, which is a group focused on conserving and protecting the ecological health of Wakulla Springs. The Alliance, in partnership with other environmental groups and residents, crafted a Wakulla Springs water quality protection regulation this summer in hopes of defending the future of the attraction. But when the ordinance was presented at the Board of County Commissioners meeting last month, it failed to receive the support it needed. Gaudio says during the board's meeting on Monday, people opposed to the gas station will speak during the public comment section. They're going to read the regulations that he says will allow the commissioners to deny Southwest Georgia Oil Company's application. It doesn't make any sense why the county commission 
who has the ability to prevent this is choosing not to. Gaudio expects hundreds of people to show up to Monday's meeting who are united in opposition. If the oil company's application is approved, he says the alliance is considering pursuing lawsuits. For WMNF News, I'm Talia Van Sistine. Well, thanks so much to Talia for that story. And incidentally, Talia has taken a job as an environmental reporter in the Pacific Northwest. So I want to wish her best of luck and thanks to all the great stories that she's filed for WMNF. And we hope to continue to be able to air her work, even though she's working out of state right now. This is Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and we're talking about last night's decision by the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners to postpone that vote that what that Talia was just talking about. The vote would have let a gas station be built on top of land of an underground river that flows to Wakulla Springs. Well, this is Tuesday Cafe, and we're broadcasting from the studios of WMNF in Tampa. And I'd like to hear what you think about this story before we get to uh, the hearing some of last night's meeting. Some of it was really surprising. As I was monitoring it, I was kind of, kind of a little bit shocked and surprised at some of the developments. So we'll hear that this hour. You can email us at dj at wmnf.org. You can text 813-433-0885. You can call 813-239-9663. We're broadcasting live on August 8th. And we already have a caller. So let's go to the phone lines and see what Robert in Sarasota has to say. Hi, Robert. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so um, enjoy the topic. It is, it's really scary if one could understand um, the enormous impact that this could have um, on our freshwater environment. So we all know what strawberry fields and watering strawberry farms uh, do to those underground caverns. They deplete them. Um, we're going to be pounding concrete footers in on top of um, these wonderful um, Florida underground rivers and caverns. So my question, I, it instantly uh came to my mind that these underground fuel tanks that they install to supply these gas stations are going to be uh, really close um, to these streams, and those streams flow into our aquifers. Um, when there is a, a rupture or a void um, below these gas stations and these fuel tanks, are there's insurance companies out there, that, were they part of the meeting? Were they um, were understanding that? if or when an underground uh, catastrophe and the rupturing of these fuel tanks occurs, uh, how does the insurance thing work and who's responsible? Because we all know it's not the money that's, that's going to fix this problem. You're not going to throw money at something that's environmentally um, serious like that. So I'm wondering, we got a great opportunity right now to point a finger at somebody and say, stuff goes wrong. You're, you're the one that's going to be on the TV screen. So uh, I'm wondering if, if there was talks about insurance and the what ifs. Um, All right. Yeah. Good question. Good question, Robert. And so the weird thing about last night's meeting is that because they decided to table the motion uh, to hold off for, for later on, and I haven't really talked about why that was yet. And it's because there were so many people there. There were uh, the Tallahassee Democrats said there were 400 people there, and most of them were not able to fit in that 70-person meeting room. And so that means that there were probably 300 people out on the uh, the cement. In the, in the heat of the day, during heat advisory, there were some tents that were set up and people were very concerned that there was it was going to get dangerous. And so they ended up 
postponing, as you'll hear uh, during the show, they ended up postponing that vote. So there wasn't the whole litany of uh, experts that would come in. All we got to hear from last night were members of the public. And so we will be hearing them during this show. But, you know, I think that that's a legitimate question. And a lot of people were concerned, not necessarily about the insurance part of it, but about all the other things you mentioned about what about gas leaks, how would that affect the drinking water? What if there are um, the uh, sinkholes that happen? So we'll hear all that. So thanks so much. Great question, Robert. Thanks for getting the comments kicked off. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you too. And, you know, I I really want to encourage people to call in because uh, I think this is my personal opinion. I think our springs and our fresh water are really important in Florida. Am I going out on a limb too far to say that? And I think that you've, you know, that there are others out there that have that same feeling. So I want to hear what you think about fresh water in Florida and about the springs, especially if you visited Wakala Springs. What does it mean to you? 813-239-9663. If you're listening live on August 8th, you can give us a call and John will put you on the air. So thanks for t- to Talia for that story that set up last Last night's meeting. Let's hear some from last night's meeting in Wakulla County. The, as I said, the Tallahassee Democrat newspaper said 400 people showed up and more than half of them had to wait outside in the scorching heat. And a lot of people brought that up. So here are the first three members of the public who spoke. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe brought to you by WMNF. Okay, we have an expert, expert uh, report from... Dr. Todd Kincaid, PhD, of Shannon and uh, Wilson, and this has been submitted to the board ahead of time. Uh, we'll call the Court County Board of County Commissioners. Dear Board of County Commissioners, I am writing to express my deep concern about the apparent effort to disregard the existence and location of uh, conduits in the Wakulla uh, Leon Six Cave System with respect to the aquifer protection to Wakulla County. The cave map and the delineation of screensheds stemming from the mapped location of conduit and dye tracer defined groundwater flow paths and velocities represent many years of work and financial investments made by the state of Florida, non-governmental organizations, and private citizens aimed at defining the increased vulnerability of the FAS particularly water quality at Wakala Springs and in domestic supply wells across the region, to pollution stemming from the existence, location, extent, and function of the cave. I hope that you will consider my perspective on these three facets of the hydrogeology of the Woodville Karst Plain that are relevant to the proposed gas station of the Blossom Cutoff Road. He goes into talking about the relationship between the caves and the uh, FAS. Underwater caves in the WKP convey water, sediment, and contaminants to springs at velocities as fast as four miles per day, as measured by dye tracing in the conduits within one mile of Wakulla Springs. On average, the caves convey water across Leon and Wakulla counties at velocities ranging from 0.8 to 1.1 miles per day, again, as measured by dye tracing. Anything that enters the water flowing through the caves can and should therefore be expected to reach Wakulla Springs within days to at most two months regardless of any entry port. From any point within the WKP, which corresponds to the region where the FAS is unconfined, not covered by the overlying clayey sediments comprising the Hawthorne Formation, and generally corresponds to the entirety of the region between the St. Mark's River on the east and Spring Hill Road on the west, water from the surface can't be expected to travel through the limestone rocks into the caves within days to months, depending on the 
season primarily uh, proximity to the case. Uh, in the wet season, high flows within the surface streams that surround the WKP uh, deliver water to the swallets, to which they all terminate, from which points the water flows down and into the case. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Carter. Give us your name and your address and speak into the microphone, please. Thank you. My name is Ryan Smart. Uh, I live at 209 Tallwood Road in Jacksonville, Florida. I drove three and a half hours to be here today, and I am the executive director of the Florida Springs Council. Welcome to Wakulla. Thank you very much. I lived in Tallahassee for 10 years and spent most of it actually in Wakulla because you're all springs of forests and natural resources. Um, I want to talk to you about the comp plan amendment today, but no one out there can hear what's going on. It's 123 degrees on the asphalt. You have elderly people out there in a serious health situation. You guys need to do something. Like people out there are really flailing. I'm drenched. Like I am literally drenched in sweat because there's been no one out there can hear you. No one knows who you're calling. This isn't what a public notice meeting has to be, right? People have to be able to hear you and understand the discussion and be able to weigh in. And you haven't made that available today. So I really think y'all should find some solution for those people out there, or at least go out there and see what it's like. Go stand out there for 30 minutes because it is absolutely brutal. On the comp plan amendment, you all do not have to pass a comp plan amendment. You all are the legal body that decides what land uses are allowed. The, the, in this case, the developer made a speculative investment on a piece of property that was owned for agriculture. That investment only pays off if you all do what they want and make this comp plan amendment. You were all given a letter by Richard Grosso, one of the most prominent land use attorneys in Florida today, in which he explained that they have no legal right to this amendment. And if you're concerned about litigation, do not pass this amendment today, because you are violating multiple other policies within your comp plan, not to mention the mess, the public notice meeting, and what's happening to people outside today. Please slow this down. We can build a gas station a month from now, a year from now. We'll call the springs. If it's, there's only one of them. And this, you know, it's not to me the little minor things. Sinkholes happen. We all saw the condo that collapsed in Miami. Catastrophes happen. And if this catastrophe happens, it's your drinking water and your greatest natural resource. And that's just not worth it for a gas station. Thank you all very much. I implore you to take a break and go outside and see what your constituents are dealing with out there. I implore you to. Thank you, sir. We might recommend people outside need to be in order and quiet as well because there is a sound system outside. There are two TVs and there's a speaker. And it can't, they can't hear. Well, it's because everybody's talking. The speaker quality is terrible out there. There's a huge fan that's making all kinds of noise. You can't hear. And like, like Ryan said, the elderly people out there, I mean, people are melting. This is a dangerous situation. We appreciate the water and we appreciate that one fan. But this, is, this should have been moved. Uh, the community center a long time ago. It could be moved. Because you advertised it, I agree. I agree with Ryan. Um, my name is Sue Damon, 138 Walker Creek Cut. I agree with Ryan. This is a serious situation outside. It's very, very hot. And I agree with what Ryan said. You don't have to pass this because there's going to be a lawsuit either way. But um, when you all talk about property rights, one thing that you need to keep in mind is in the comp plan, when you change the comp plan, the property rights have to, according to what I read at least, be for the benefit of the citizens. And I do not see this comp plan change as being the benefit of the citizens. I see it as the benefit of uh, one entity, um, maybe other entities, I don't know, but it certainly isn't for the betterment of our community. I could talk longer, but I won't. 
um, I urge you not to pass this. And there's just so many news outlets that have been covering this all over the state. Everywhere people love Wakala Springs. I know you guys love Wakala Springs. I know you guys believe in property rights. But when you think about property rights, I mean, this is not a good idea. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. And that was a comment from Sue Damon. Before that, we heard Ryan Smart and Anna Garner. They were the first three people to speak during last night's, the public comment section of last night's meeting in Wakulla County, the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. And we're talking about last night's decision by the commissioners there to, we'll find out in a moment that they will be postponing that vote on letting a gas station be built on land on top of an underground river that flows to Wakulla Springs. This show is being broadcast live on August 8th from the studios of WMNF Tampa. And I'd like to hear what you think about it as well. You can email dj at wmnf.org. You can text 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. Or you can give us a call at 813-239-9663. Thanks to Karen for writing in and saying, it's such a shame that greed is overtaking our natural resources everywhere. I don't believe I've been to that spring yet, but I plan to. So I want to know what you what your experience is with Wakulla Springs. So by some accounts, the deepest and the largest freshwater spring in the entire world is in the state of Florida. And so the, this hour we're talking about the possibility, and, and it looks slimmer now than it did 24 hours ago, the possibility of building a gas station on top of an underground cavern where water flows to Wakulla Springs up in the Panhandle. By the way, the advocacy group Progress Florida said this morning that 784 Floridians sent e-letters to all Wakulla County commissioners. They urged the, uh, the them to oppose that gas station and we'll hear four more members of the public speak now, but I also want to hear from you, 813-239-9663, dj at wmnf.org, or text 813-433-0885. So here are more people from the public speaking at last night's Wakulla County Commission meeting about a possible gas station on top of a cavern that fe- that feeds to the Wakulla River. My name is Gavin Sockwell. My address is 972 Paul Hawk Court, Ties, Florida. I'm a senior at Leon High School and I'm president of the Leon Eco Club. And me and my mom traveled an hour down here to present ourselves. So, everywhere you look, there's more and more development and less preservation of our ecosystem. It's so, protect, it's so important that we protect these natural treasures for generations to come so they can enjoy the beauty of the springs. The big gas companies have nothing to lose, but Wakulla Springs has everything to lose. We must take a stand on Old Joe. There are so many gas stations, it's only one Wakulla Springs. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Please give us your name and address. Katie Lindsay, Wakulla Gardens. Good evening, board and all others. My name is Katie Lindsay. I'm a resident of Wakulla County. I'd like to start by distributing some educational resources to the board with two reviews. I spent no less than 36 hours compiling, analyzing, and interpreting different resources from the federal EPA's policy to local ordinances and the comprehensive plan. I'd like to read some excerpts from some of the resources I've compiled in light of the board's decision on approving the rezoning of the parcel owned by Southwest Georgia Oil. I will begin with some excerpts from the final upper Wakulla River and Wakulla Springs Basin Management Action Plan, finalized in October 2015 and enforced by Florida Statute 403067. 
The VMAP priority focus areas represent the areas in the basin where the aquifer is most vulnerable to pollutant inputs, where groundwater travels south, where there is a known connectivity between groundwater and the coast where it's page 27. The unconfined and poorly confined regions report Floridian Aquifer, regions with less than 25 feet of sediment cover, extend slightly north of the Cody Scarp into the southern part of the city of Tallahassee, urban area and southwards towards the Gulf Coast, page 26. You can see the types of aquifers and the explanation of their soil, specifically in reference to its containment ability and educational resources at EU. This is from Florida DEP's Source Water Assessment and Protection Program, SWAP. The city of Tallahassee and Leon County have enacted ordinances to establish a priority springs planning uh, zone which reduces development in the urban fringe in the PSPD and allows development in the urban area only to the extent permitted by the future land use map, page 55. Wakulla County has a Springs Protection Ordinance identifying the Wakulla Springs Special Planning Area and is considering the expansion of this area based on geological vulnerability, page 60. There is also the statement in that the comprehensive plan functions to protect the functions of groundwater recharge areas, springs, and springships, page 60. There are currently eight different management strategies listed for Wakulla County to execute and be responsible for relating to the study of and potential expansion of the vulnerable protected areas relating to the Wakulla Springs Basin Priority Focus Area, PFA. These PFAs represent the areas in the basin where the aquifer is most vulnerable, page 11. The Department, Florida Department of Environmental Protection, Florida Department of Health, City of Tallahassee, Leon County, and Wakulla County will work together to identify effective management strategies for the basin and to develop the strategies and milestones, page 56. I have not been able to find evidence of Wakulla County collaborating with FDEP, FDOH, the City of Tallahassee, or Leon County to adopt or develop new ordinances for management of development within the Spring Basin, except in reference to nitrate pollution. However, the federal EPA has identified many other pollutive threats to drinking water. I'd like to point your attention to the EPA's protecting your drinking recommendations for groundwater and drinking water. Consider the source, a pocket guide to protecting your drinking water. This resource specifically names gas stations, underground storage tanks, and above ground storage tanks, and vehicle washing as direct threats for drinking water contamination. Slides 4343. Thank you, ma'am. Well, I'm going to break in just for a second to remind you that you're listening to the voices of from last night's, the, the, the uh, public so far from last night's Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners meeting. And they are weighing in on a gas station on top of an underground river that flows to Wakulla Springs. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. And some of those people were, that was, we just heard Katie Lindsay. And then before that, um, Gavar Sokolo. And they were speaking, uh, Katie, I think, was reading from a letter from a water expert. And so some of these people might be reading part of a letter because the letter was very long and they didn't have time during their three-minute public comment section to read it. I'm also, I want to hear from you. I broke in because we have somebody on the line. So we're going to go to the phone call in just a second. I'm going to read an email, but I'd like to hear from you as well. If you're listening live on August 8th and you want to give us a call, 813-239-9663. You can also text 813-433-0885 or you can email dj at wmnf.org. What do you think about Wakulla Springs and uh, the idea of possibly building a gas station near the springs, but also right on top of an underground cavern that has water flowing toward the springs. Let's go now to the uh, the phones and we'll speak with Leela in Brandon. Hi, Leela. Hi, how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in. Good. I'm at the County Commission all the time speaking, um, but I wanted to bring to the attention, you know, here in locally, we're seeing our lands ravaged by um, development. And for 25 years, we fought, uh, well, the first, the first 10 years, we fought a quick fix service station going in at the corner of Lumsden and Parsons that encroaches on our wetland. Well, it was our wetland. 
And at that time, the county planner said that um, a petroleum station and a wetland does not mix because, of course, the seepage that they're talking about right now into our environment. And here we are 25 years later, and that same planner on his retirement approved the racetrack service station going in. I think that these um, citizens are doing the right thing. They need to fight it tooth and nail because the seepage of all of these things that are going into our aqua filter eventually and into our drinking water is very detrimental. We just pumped a million gallons of waste at Piney Point into a deep water well, and we will eventually have the shifting sagittal plates caused from all this overbuilding and construction in the state of Florida, and we'll eventually have an earthquake that destroys all of our drinking water, all because of greed and construction. Thank you. All right, Leela, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your experience here in Hillsborough County. And we'll go back to the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners from last night, also talking about potentially putting a gas station on top of environmentally sensitive land and land that contains drinking water. Uh, we're going to hear now from Kaya and Robert, and we'll, go, we'll be back to take your calls in just a moment. But here is more of last night's Wakulla County Commission meeting. Good evening. Hi, give us your name and address, please. <laughs> My name is Kaya Dungy, Leon County. I'm born and raised in Florida. Always visited Leon. Uh, Call of Springs. It's part of my home. And I hope y'all are enjoying All people out here are suffering. About to pass out. I'm sweating down my back. Sweating down my pants. <laughs> well, Call of Springs provides more than well. Cola Springs provides joy, wonder, and life more than you, more than your pockets, more than anything that any man can provide you. For Floridians of all ages, of all creeds, new Floridians, old Floridians, families that have lived here for longer than you, longer than I. Today we're asking you to say no to this gas station above the cave that will poison our water, the water that we drink, the water that is our life, our blood, the water that sustains our joys and our passions, our livelihood, our community. We're asking you to not kill it. We're asking you, we are begging you to say no. Wakulla Springs is more than money. Wakulla Springs is life. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. My name is Robert Speed. I'm a resident of South County, Florida, and I am speaking as a private citizen. I don't belong, don't pay membership to any private individual organizations that are connected with proposing the building of the inland gas station. My purpose in speaking is to ask how any concerned citizen, and I know every single are concerned about Wakulla County, that you have backgrounds of volunteers, veterans, uh, homemakers, property owners. And this potentially is not only dangerous to Wakulla County, but it is also a potential catastrophe. I will speak in detail uh, on agenda item 20, giving you the details, because I've done 
an infinite amount of research. But I can tell you that the Illinois Southwest Georgia Oil Company is not a good corporate citizen. And I can back it up with Department of Environmental Protection citations. They are doing this work for self-aggrandizement to enrich their own company. And when you look at what their practices are, somebody previously said that they adhere to best business practices. I would have you consider the following. They're probably in the lower decile of businesses facing the retail trade in McCulloch County. They've had numerous citations for gross negligence in operating a petroleum company. They have been found to be an imminent threat to public safety and welfare and endangering the environment. These are the people that you're considering allowing to build a 16-pump gas station over a karst that pollutes the Wakulloch Springs that can travel up to seven miles a day underground. And it's as porous as your back door screen. This company has shown, and I will cite that later, that they're incapable of managing their projects. There have been comments that have said, well, it wasn't them. It was the companies that they acquired that actually were the perpetrators. And that fact is not true. There are over 44 violations that are known of in Wakulla County. And 17 of them may not be. Thank you, sir. That's our, that's our three minutes. We've got a lot of Thank fun. you for your attention. Yes, I am. Thank you, sir. Well, that was Robert Speed, and before that, Kaya Dungy, and they are opposing the idea of a gas station on top of an underground cavern that flows to Wakulla Springs. And that was a Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners meeting last night, and we're going to hear a little bit more from that meeting today. And I want to hear what you have to say about Wakulla Springs and about this, this the idea of putting a gas station on that land. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, broadcasting live on August 8th from the studios of WMNF Tampa. You can call us at 813-239-9663. You can text 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. And you can email dj at wmnf.org. And we're going to hear some of the surprising developments that happened in last night's meeting very shortly, so I hope you stay tuned. But let me read a couple of emails and, and texts that have come in. Uh, this num this is from the 813 area code. Um, oh, it's from Debbie. And she says, Wakulla Springs is a treasure. I've been there and so have my grandchildren. Many environmental organizations and schools travel there for study, conferences, and just to enjoy this beautiful place. Just say no, says Debbie. It's very good to hear from you, Debbie. Thanks for writing in. And uh, Bubba writes, I wonder whether Tallahassee suburban sprawl will take over Wakulla County sometime soon. I think that smaller rural counties like Wakulla have fewer resources to fight these greedy developers. Thank you for that uh, text there, Bubba. Also, David writes, Thank you so much for this topic today. When my brother lived in Tallahassee about 10 years ago, I visited Wakulla Springs with my family. I was surprised by how brown the water was. And I heard from many folks that it didn't used to be that way. The water previously was clear and I'm assuming was more pristine. The lodge at Wakulla Springs was a really interesting place to stay. It was very old and had some interesting historic elements. It seemed kind of haunted. 
David concludes by saying, anyway, this gas station idea seems pretty dumb. If you have thoughts about Wakala Springs or about the idea of putting a gas station above an underground cavern that flows to Wakala Springs, give us a call, 813-239-9663. If you're listening live on August 8th to Tuesday Cafe, you can also text us at 813-433-0885 or you can email dj at wmnf.org. Well, here's where it gets kind of interesting interesting, even more interesting, if you ask me. In this segment of last night's meeting, we're going to hear a couple of speakers and they're going to be talking about why they oppose putting the gas station here. We'll also hear the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners. His name is Ralph Thomas. And at the end of this segment, he's going to call a recess because so many people are asking for this meeting to be moved to a larger venue where people wouldn't be trapped outside in the scorching heat. So here's more of last night's Wakulla County Commission meeting on Tuesday Cafe. So I wanted to come up here and, and talk to y'all about how um, we know that y'all don't want anything bad to happen in Wakulla Springs, right? We know that y'all don't want, you know, gators washing up on the beach and anything that's covered the local, you know, swamp chickens floating upside down, right? We know that. Um, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about how I think there really is a way forward here. And, and I don't think y'all all want to vote for this. I, well, at minimum, I don't think y'all want the station to actually exist. I, I think I can say that for sure. Um, and, you know, we can we can work through this. I mean, this is, you got Florida forever. You got, uh, you got you know, ordinances. We saw Castile's letter and the Democrat this week talking about how you know, maybe we didn't get the right advice the first time on the ordinance, and yes, y'all can do higher regulation. That sort of thing. Um, but what I need to tell y'all is that out there, it's 118 degrees in the sun. I, I run a thermometer, I checked. 118 degrees in the sun. You got people about to, well, I, I run a 6.30 mile, right? Like, I'm sweating. And people can't use the bathroom. Okay, you got people, y'all you, you think you brought a tent, you did, and, and we appreciate that, but you can't hold everybody that's out there. And, you know, we, we tried to get this moved to a different venue so everybody could exercise their first amendment rights. Um, and that's just not happening right now. If you're a reporter and you're in this room, you need to go take a look out there because it's, it's not nice. And those people are going to stand out there because they love their spring and because they want to talk to y'all. And, you know, I, I don't want to antagonize anybody. I just want to make sure that y'all know that this is not democracy happening out here. This is, people are not going to be able to participate. They're going to have to go home. People may fall out. This is not safe. It's just truly not safe. So I want to work on the gas station. We can talk about that later. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about. But for now, I would ask that y'all find a different venue. And, you know, come on. Like, these are, these are your neighbors. This is just, this is not okay. All right? Thank you. Welcome, sir. Please give us your name and address. My name is John Alcorn, 5079 Coastal Highway in Crawfordville. And I came to talk to you about uh, things that just basically are obvious. Uh, you've heard from experts, and if you haven't, you soon will. You've heard from, from your constituents who you're supposed to represent. And it's time to you know, do the right thing. And the right thing is not putting a polluting building over a street. I mean, over basically over a street. So I know that some of you have already decided what you're going to do, and it's going to go ahead and support the, uh, the gas station. But um, hopefully, if there's any of you on the fence, um, you'll get off. It's really uncomfortable there. 
So get off the fence and do the right thing. Thank you, sir. Our county attorney has already explained, we've got legal requirements, we've got 10-day notices that have to be done, and it's not as, not as simple as that. No matter. It, it is not, but we still have to follow, follow our policy. Please give us your name and address. Alan Reese, 104 Thornwood Road. This is a continuation of Todd King Cage report. He's a hybrid, hybrid geologist with Shannon and Wilkes, a geotechnical and environmental consultants. The elevated river stages floods results in increased water pressure within the underlying caves and outward flow of water from the caves into the surrounding rocks comprising FAS along the length of the caves. In the dry season, flows to the swallow cease water pressure drops and water in FAS flows into the caves. The caves therefore provide a mechanism for the exchange of water from the land surface into and out of the FAS. The vulnerability of the springs and the WKP to contamination from surface sources is predicated on the location of the source relative to the extent and thickness of the clay sediments comprising the whole form formation and the proximity of the source to be nearest conduit within the cave system. The closer the sources to the caves, the faster contamination from a spill will reach the springs, and the smaller the window of time in which a spill can be detected and cleaned up before resulting in contamination to the springs. Vulnerability of wells drawing water from the FAS within the WKP to contamination from surface sources will be similarly predicted on proximity to the caves. Wells draw water from the surrounding aquifer, and create local hydraulic gradients that slope to the wells. At close proximity to the caves, pumping from the wells can induce flow out of the cave, through the aquifer, and to the wells. At further distances from the caves, wells can be expected to draw from the portion of the FAS that is affected by the seasonal change in head pressure within the caves. Persistent sources of contamination can and should be expected to result in contamination of the aquifer within the exchange area around the caves. Wells drawing water from those areas should therefore be expected to be subject to contamination from surface sources. The map positions and dimensions of the caves in the WKP constitute some of the most accurate and reliable maps of underwater caves to have ever been created. This is because of the maps capitalized on 62 locations where the position was defined by the local positioning system. 27 of those locations are the sinkholes and springs to which the caves connect. 35 of those locations are conduit junctions in the caves that were located at the land surface using ultra-low frequency cave radio transmitters. Boreholes were drilled at three of the cave ratio located <coughs> conduit junctions that confirmed the accuracy of the positions and provided portals into the cave through the cables which have been installed to provide power to and collect data from hydraulic meters installed in the caves for long-term monitoring. The 62 GPS located positions were used to rectify the cave surveys using a well-established loop correction methodology applied in this incremental distances measured between the survey indicators. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Chairman. Okay, we're going to recess. Um, well, there we go. We, we're going to have a recess now. That was the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, Ralph Thomas. After that, there was a five-minute recess, and we're going to hear, in just a moment, we're going to hear the surprise announcement that came back after they returned from the five-minute recess. And I'll, I'll, I'll tease you with, 
with you for now is the commissioner did indeed agree to temporarily postpone that decision on the gas station to a later date so that they could find a larger venue and all those people wouldn't have to be standing outside in the heat in the parking lot. So we'll hear that in just a moment, but I want to um, right now go to the phones. We have a caller on the air. His name is Robert and he's in Plant City. Welcome to Tuesday Cafe, Robert. Hey, Sean. Uh, I just wanted to say I own property in Wakulla County on the South Choppy River. And uh, I have been going up there for years. In fact, I'm a graduate of Florida State University in the early 70s. And we used to go to the Wakulla Springs. In the end, it had a three-tiered diving uh, board. And we usually would get to the very top level of that diving board and look down, and the waters of the spring were pristine. Uh, I can remember one occasion, we're getting ready to jump off the thing, and I see a snake slithering along the springs. It is not that way anymore. And what I see happening, I also owned property in Panacea on Dickerson Bay. What is happening in Wakulla County is urban sprawl because um, I have people knocking on my door to buy one of my acres on the river, and what I see happening in there is that when property goes up for sale where I am, uh, because it's so beautiful and wooded, it sells very, very quickly, and there's a lot of speculation. And one of the realtors I have gotten to know who is a native of Sopchoppy has made it very clear that uh, lots of people are buying property up in there and moving in. So the complexion of everything is going to change, and uh, it's very, very unfortunate. And a good person to uh, get to know is Jack Rudlow. Jack is an environmentalist, and when some of the development in Panacea began, he really created a ruckus in that county. He is the owner of the Gulf Marine Specimen Lab, uh, quite an interesting fellow, has been there for years. Uh, so that's someone you may want to contact. And uh, just to elaborate a little more, and then I'll stop. When I was at FSU, uh, we used to go to St. George's Island, Alligator Point, and there was nothing in there. It was just sand dunes, um, sea oats, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's not that way anymore up there. So uh, it's just so unfortunate. And I would like to think that the Board of Commissioners in Wakulla County uh, will support not allowing that gas station to go in uh, because it would be another disaster up there. Well, Robert, thanks so much for that perspective. I appreciate you calling in. And thanks for reminding us about Jack Rudlow. I did interview him, oh gosh, maybe it was about 11 years ago or something for another story, environmental story I was doing up there. And uh, he was recently in the news. You should check out the Florida Phoenix um, news news outlet and Craig Pittman wrote an article and Jack Rudlow features prominently and it has to do with with the Wakulla Springs gas station proposal. So uh, feel free to check out the Florida Phoenix and and our 
treasurer of an environmental reporter in the state of Florida, Craig Pittman. Um, you're listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and we're going back now to last night's Wakulla County Commission. Here's what's where we are. They had just had a five-minute recess. People have been saying, please, let's not have the vote tonight. Let's move this to another place. And here we're returning now from that five-minute recess. Here's the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, Ralph Thomas. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe. Okay, I'm going to call the meeting back to order. At, at this time, you know, please bear with me. At this time, for my fellow commissioners, I'm going to recommend and entertain a motion to continue item 20 and 21, both items that pertain to the gas station, at a future date to be determined. Um, probably the community center. We, we hear what you're saying. And we have a motion in a second. So let, let me be clear the motion on the table is to continue item 20 and item 21 and um any discussion on that no no discussion all in favor aye aye any opposed okay so that passes unanimously now so that means just and hopefully those folks outside can hear and you guys please help convey this if you don't mind so item 20 and 21 is done for the night there there will there will be um no vote no decision the applicant will not be presenting tonight but it does leave me with the issue that you guys have filled out these speaker cards and so i am not going to tell you that you do not have the right to speak but that's going to be completely up to you i will i will encourage you for our folks outside if you want to save those comments for the next meeting please do so but by no means am I going to say I'm going to set these aside. We, we can sit here and call them all night, but that's, I'm going to leave that choice. And so I, I think the smart thing to do is to call each of these names because I don't want one person to get out of here and say, well, I was going to speak anyway just for the citizens to be heard. Now, we still have a couple of minor items on the agenda tonight, so that part will continue. And you're welcome to speak on that. Because citizens to be heard on that, but this is just tabling item. I'm not sorry, not tabling. Continuing item 20 and 21. Do a date, sir. Well, that'll have to be determined by by staff. Well, that was the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, Ralph Thomas, speaking last night after about 25 minutes or so of public comment. All the people who spoke at that point had opposed the gas station, and he was saying that they're not even going to vote on it last night. Uh, They're going to move it so that it can be in a bigger auditorium, have people not out in the heat. And... um, And we're going to get to a second surprise revelation in just a minute. But let me get caught up a little bit on emails. Uh, A lot of people are emailing and uh, calling in and texting. So I want to get get to those emails. You're listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. And we're talking about last night's decision by the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners to postpone a vote on letting a gas station be built on land that's on top of an underground river that flows to Wakulla Springs. We're broadcasting live on August 8th from the studios of WMNF Tampa. You can call in at 813-239-9663. You can email dj at wmnf.org or text 813-433-0885. If you text, please sign your name. Eric from Riverview writes in, putting off the vote is good, but my guess is they will vote yes at it vote yes on it at the next meeting when 700 people are not there. Florida elected officials never seem to follow the will of the people, but still keep getting reelected. So thank you for that, Eric. I appreciate that message. Also, Fez in Bradenton writes a lot, but I will read a little bit of it here. 
He says, it's no surprise that we're just going for the fastest dollar and not caring about today or tomorrow in Florida and putting a gas station on top of our water supply is typical here now. The comment that smaller counties don't have the resources to fight this, I think is terribly naive because here in bigger counties like Manatee, we have people who go in, we have a pack meeting against the development of the land that used to be our water supplier aquifer along Manatee River, which not only supplies this county, but Sarasota County buys all the water from us. And seriously, we are just developing on top of that. And when you're in the county, the commissioner says, oh, we did studies and it's fine. We can use three quarters of the land that we use to put away for filtering the water through wetlands and such, and now develop it. So Fez in Bradenton goes on, but I, I think that you've made your points. Thank you so much for, for writing in. Thanks to everyone who's written in today and for listening. I really appreciate all the participation today. Uh, let me read one more email here. This comes from Nancy and I want, and Nancy is in Oldsmar. He says, she says, that is, I'm listening to Tuesday Cafe with interest. The proposed gas station that threatens harm to Wakulla Springs and associated ecosystems is a good example of why we need to get the proposed right to clean and healthy waters amendment on the 2024 ballot and into the Florida state constitution. And Nancy says that she wants people to go to the website and sign the petition. Here's the website that Nancy points to. I think you can also find a link to this somewhere on the WMNF.org website because I've done stories about the Florida right to clean water um, uh, possible amendment. So it's www.floridarighttocleanwater.org. And that's R-I-G-H-T and T-O, floridarighttocleanwater.org. So thanks, Nancy, for writing in and uh, reminding us about that. And Bernard writes in and he says, all of Florida's, Bernie, I'm sorry, Bernie, all of Florida's water flows south. So this is not just not Northern Florida's problem. It's all the people who get their water from the wells south of this point, says Bernie. So yeah, there's a large watershed around Wakulla Springs that uh, all get their water from the Wakulla Springs watershed. So thank you for that thought as well, Bernie. Let's, Let's listen to one more segment of last night's meeting probably the most newsworthy part. They put it off, they put off the vote. That was very newsworthy. But right after that, we had one more person who spoke. And then for some reason, they, the, the chair of the county commission decided that they, that they would drop this bombshell after that person spoke. This is Ralph Thomas, the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, making a surprise revelation last night during the meeting of the Board of County Commissioners in Wakulla County about a meeting that he had. I should have said this before. I'll make another announcement before we continue reading these names. There, there's been some conversations happen over the weekend and, and today, and so I just want to make it known that um, I have spoken to our representative, Representative Schof, and also spoken with a representative of the, the gas station, and I cannot promise anything, but there's a very good likelihood that we believe the state of Florida through the Florida Forever Fund will purchase this land. Uh, I, I cannot promise that. I want you to know that's not my decision or this board's decision, but I can tell you that I've got permission to say that it's a it's a very earnest conversation. And so continuing this may give a chance for that to, per, to pursue as well. And so just want you to know that that's a, a very real possibility. At the end of this meeting tonight, during discussion item, this was not an agenda item, I'm gonna ask my commissioners to support a resolution for us to send to the state of Florida to encourage them to purchase this piece of land. I say, I'll make it right now. I'm good with that. Well, that's not third. 
So we got a motion, let's say a motion to have staff draft the letter. We'll keep it real simple that we're encouraging Florida Forever, State of Florida, to purchase this piece of land. And I second it. We got a motion and a second. Any discussion on that? Now, legally, I've got to give you guys the right to comment on this as well. And so you're welcome to speak on it. It's going to add to our time. But if you want to speak on it, come do that and fill out another speaker card with Miss Jessica. We just say amen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, is it, is it fair to say that the, these folks can reach out to your state representatives? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and speak with them on it? Absolutely. I understand. Keep trying. Yep. Keep going. Absolutely. But I, I spoke to him personally. And so uh, he's fairly confident that we can do this. Of course, it's not his bottom line decision. It's like it's not mine. Well, that was the chair of the Wakulla County Board of County Commissioners, Ralph Thomas, speaking last night during the meeting of the Board of County Commissioners. And they had already decided to put off the vote on the, the hearing on this gas station, possible gas station near Wakulla Springs. And then he said, well, they're now looking to try to protect it. And he's had some conversations with both the owner of the land, the, it's uh, called Georgia Oil and Gas Company, something like that. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact name in front of me, uh, and a state representative. So... Um, there were, you could hear that the mood was really happy in the room after that because a lot of people were there to oppose the idea of the gas station. And uh, so there you have it. I, and I thank everyone for participating today. Before we go, let me read a couple of quick emails. Sorry I didn't get to your phone call, John in Palmetto, who was trying to make the connection between oil contributions to the DeSantis campaign. Um, but I will talk about that some other time, I'm sure. And CP in Palmetto says, why is this property even available? Where are state environmental programs? Well, it was private owned, uh, privately owned by this company that wanted to build a gas station. And the argument uh, up to last night, at least, was they can kind of do what they want, even if it means changing the land code. Well, thanks so much for everyone, to everyone for listening. And thanks to our phone screener, John Dunn. You've been listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, News and Public Affairs Director at WMNF Tampa. Next Tuesday, my guest will be Tampa Bay Times State and Local Accountability Reporter, Justin Garcia. We're going to talk about local police having access to home security cameras and other news items. During this time slot tomorrow, Shelly Reback will host Midpoint. Coming up next is Wavemakers with Janet and Tom Sherberger. They're going to talk about the challenges and complexities of recycling. This has been W. MNF's Tuesday Cafe coming to you live on August 8th, 2023 from the studios of WMNF in Tampa, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, Lakeland, and Clearwater. You can support programming like this by donating at WMNF.org. Thanks for listening.